You're listening to Daily Dispatch by Your Story, a show that tells you about all things making news in the startup, tech, and digital ecosystem. In this episode, we catch up with Rohan Mirchandani, co-founder and CEO of Drums Food International. Hello and a very warm welcome to Daily Dispatch, a show that gives you all the latest news and updates from the digital ecosystem. I'm Priya Shade, it's 5pm, thank you so much for logging in and here as usual with the top news headlines that we've been tracking this evening. Fireside Ventures has closed its second fund at 863 crore rupees. It plans to invest these funds in 15 to 20 consumer brand startups and will continue to focus on digital first startups. From its first fund, Fireside Ventures has invested in companies like Boat and Mama Earth. Well, moving on to the second headline of the day, Ola has partnered with Siemens to set up an electric vehicle manufacturing facility in Tamil Nadu. It is expected to generate 10,000 jobs and have an initial production capacity of 2 million units. It is also expected to be one of the largest scooter manufacturing facilities in the world. Financial tech startup for merchants Bharat Bay has raised an additional 50 crore rupees via debt funding from Trifecta Capital. This is its third tranche of debt fund financing raised by Bharat Bay. Do remember that Bharat Bay plans to use these funds to catapult its lending business and offer loans to millions of merchants and Kirana shops. Furniture rental startup Verlengo has raised 20 crore rupees from Black Soil Capital in a venture debt funding round. Remember that Verlengo has raised 51 million dollars in terms of equity funding and 45 million dollars in terms of debt funding from investors. to our second segment we have with us somebody who has really brought greek yogurt to india uh, with the brand epigamia we have with us rohan mirchandani who is the ceo and co-founder of drums food which makes epigamia yogurt thank you rohan uh, and thank you for joining in on the daily dispatch uh, the last nine months have been challenging for almost every company out there how difficult or challenging was it for you at epigamia considering that you have a cold chain that you have to constantly uh, support uh, to get your products to the market. Well, first of all, my pleasure being here, Priya. Always a pleasure to chat with you. Uh, thanks for having me on. I think the last nine months has been uh, difficult for everybody, as, as everyone knows. Uh, but somehow, um, you know, I'm very proud to say that the folks at Drums Food, um, where I'm a founder, we somehow thrive at our best when our backs are to the wall and, and, and in super challenging situations. And uh, while there was many challenging situations across the board, and of course, in March of last year, no one knew what was going to happen. Um, I think for us, uh, one of the saving graces was the fact that we were um, in, in the fresh food category. Uh, you know, uh, cold chain was, is, is there because of its fresh, fresh FMCG, uh, yogurt, Greek yogurt, uh, even curd and other products. And we were able to at least see a lot of demand from consumers at home, um, you know, reaching out, asking for it. The challenge was how do we get the product to them when everything was shut down? Uh, and therefore, we went on a whole different trajectory and a lot of our peers and everyone has sort of followed suit is where we chose to, um, uh, you know, to establish a direct to consumer D2C uh, uh, channel where we, uh, we already had our own cold chain as, as you and I have discussed in the past and in prior interviews. Um, and we decided to deliver directly to people at home um, foregoing costs at that point, because for us, what was most important was to service our consumers. Um, and that was something we, we decided to do. Uh, we literally put together a, a website in two weeks in, in April, launched it in May. Um, and, and now it's a channel for us that we're, that we're sort of uh, pushing. And, and, you know, we're not a digitally first brand. We're a digitally third or fourth brand. 
we've, you know, we've always been more traditional FMCG as far as the business model. Um, of course, our disruptive disruptiveness comes from the brand and, 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 the, and the products. Um, and that's the route we chose to sort of pursue. So if I may call this an omni-channel play, uh, where you're looking at both leveraging the strengths of your offline presence, as well as building a stronger online presence, uh, how has that strategy played out? If you could share some numbers in terms of what has been the kind of growth that you've seen over the last couple of months. Uh, and uh, if you look at pre-COVID figures, uh, are you already back on track in terms of overall sales? Oh yeah, so we we this quarter uh, versus last quarter, this so the same fourth Q4 of FY20 versus Q4 FY21. We're going to grow about forty percent. Uh, last quarter we grew approximately twenty twenty two percent, and the prior quarter we were flat. And of course, the first quarter we were we were we had to drip because things were shut. We didn't have an option. Uh, we had we made our recovery in around. Um, uh, August. So July, August is when our recovery took place. And that's when really, especially food being essential opened up and we were able to make our deliveries. The difference is, as you, as you rightfully said, the channel mix has now completely changed. So whereas you had a, a digital business, which was con composed of our um, e-commerce as well as direct to consumer, which didn't exist last year, uh, would have contributed maybe four or 5% of our revenues. Today is contributing more than 30% of our revenues. Um, so that's a, a completely different shift in terms of where the channel contribution is. Um, we have a, a we had a, a Horeca segment alternate, as we call it, uh, which is about 15 to 20 percent of our revenues, which is now minuscule. Uh, you know, so we used to supply to schools and airport airlines and airports, uh, hotels and breakfast buffets. And as you can imagine, that business is now maybe two or three percent of our overall business. Uh, office complexes, for that matter, many of them. So there's a so while we've recovered full, fully and wholeheartedly, um, and that's been promising, uh, there are still channels like that Horeca channel which are still shut to us um, in terms of demand, at least. Uh, but we're seeing some early signs now, sitting here in January, mid-Jan, and we're hoping that you know in the next two or three months, um, as as people move on uh, from this crisis, uh, that channel gets activated again. Uh, but 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 so that's sort of been the main difference is the is the channel focus. You know, a lot of players at this point in time, because of the kind of work from home environment, more people staying at home, consumption numbers going up. Uh, a lot of companies have introduced new products. Product launches have really hit the roof. Uh, if you look at the last uh, three to four months in terms of trends. Uh, at Epigame, I wanted to understand what is the kind of strategy when it comes to new products and diversification? Are you looking at adding more products uh, to the portfolio at this point? One of the movements that we we sort of have been witnessing, and it's been it's been close to our ears for the last I'd say two years or two and a half years, is this whole plant based movement, uh, moving towards uh, plant based. Um, you know, I think the other way to say it is vegan foods. Now, we personally at Epigamia uh, don't take a position. We we think uh, you know everyone has the right to choose their own diet, um, and we believe in a healthy balance. But we also believe in in allowing you to have a plethora of options to choose from. So this uh, time frame, like and like you rightfully pointed out, this sort of crisis allowed us to work behind the scenes and speed up some of these products, which we probably would not have launched till much later. Uh, but we launched um, India's Pan India's first uh, plant-based yogurt. Um, there have been a few players that have launched locally, but ours was the first Pan India launch. Um, so it was a coconut-based instead of dairy-based yogurt. Uh, we also um, have launched. Uh, we're in the process of launching a few more products in that category. Uh, and then we have another uh, crazy product that we're going to launch in, a, in a two months or so. So we've been we've been working behind the scenes nonstop uh, to come up with new, uh, innovative yet nutritious nutritious products that have su substantial uh, functional needs depending on everyone's diet that they choose to follow. 
I heard the word crazy product that you're going to be launching a couple of months down the line. Take us through what that crazy product can be. Is it a different category uh, that you're going to be diversifying into? One category that we've, there are some products out there that we have launched. Uh, it's been test piloting, uh, but one uh, product category that we're very excited about is ghee. Um, we think ghee is as Indian as one can get in the, in the DNA, uh, but it's a product that we haven't seen a disruption in many years. Um, and we have uh, some really, really crazy things planned with ghee, uh, which we're very excited to do in the, next, in the coming months. Okay, so I hear that 2021 is going to be an exciting year for Epigamia Ghee to be launched soon. And uh, we're also going to be expecting more plant-based uh, uh, products into the market. But if you look at the kind of investment that you require uh, for these kind of launches, is there some roadmap in terms of how much you'd like to invest in our, at, this, at this point in time? And are you speaking to investors to pump in more money? So today, in fact, in a very efficient manner, our direct-to-consumer channel has become an R&D platform for us where we can continuously test new and new products. But we're still learning. Uh, we just had a campaign last week where our deliveries got a little messed up and it's, it's, it's a whole new game for us, but we're perfectly fine. And, and we apologize to any consumer listening. If you didn't get your delivery on time, we will get it to you, um, my commitment. Um, but the idea is that this channel allows us to test so many different things in a very cost-efficient manner, Priya. We don't have to do mass production. We could do a small batch, test it with this base. And only if we feel confidence, then invest behind it. To answer your second question about uh, funding, uh, we raised our series, series C round two years ago and we still have a substantial amount of that left. Uh, we did do a little bit of a top up last year uh, with some of our investors, um, uh, all internal, um, so nothing external. They themselves approached and it was a great thing to do. So we, we're pretty well capitalized right now. Um, and at least, at least, I mean, we don't intend right now for us to focus is, is business and, and trying to scale, the, scale it up. Right, so no plans for funding as of now, but then run us through some revenue targets that you may have going forward. I do understand that you'll have been seeing a healthy revenue growth uh, on a year-on-year -year basis. What are your yeah. targets for the next financial year, if I may ask, in terms of overall revenue? And, uh, you know, any larger targets that you may have at Epigamia in terms of, uh, you know, what the kind of reach that you'd get, like to get over the e-commerce uh, or the omni-channel uh, presence? Yeah, so I think, uh, so if we, so let's break it down. I think the large, the, one of the things that happened to us the first quarter of last year, which is right, at, right when we were in the height of the COVID crisis, and I think it's, it's fair that a lot of people took this approach, was to conserve cash and really focus on the margins, whereas the, the goals before was always growth, growth, growth. Uh, fortunately, we were able to really discover when we all sat down and, and you know, since growth was, was not only flat, it was negative because everything was shut. We were able to really, really focus and, and realize where we can extract margins, where we had operating leverage, what we could focus on. I think since the time I spoke to you last, I don't know how long ago that was, but uh, maybe two or three years ago, but um, our margins have increased drastically to the extent we're pretty much break even across, across the board. Uh, maybe a few pockets where we're investing behind for distribution expansion. Um, which is a coming a very long way from where we were, you know, two or three years ago. Sitting where we are today, um, we see that margin growth happen because we're able to capitalize on the fixed cost infrastructure we have, which is our cold chain, our distribution, and things of that nature. So the new product launches help. Every time there's a new product launch and it succeeds, it helps us to sort of, you know, use our operating leverage to to increase margins. Um, and that's some, that's going to be a big focus, and it's 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 a focus for the company going forward, which is why we've been able to preserve so much cash. Um, you know, normally the fundraisers are for 18 months. We're sitting two years later and we're still sitting on that cash. Um, and that's, I think that's been a kudos to the team. They've done a brilliant job. But that being said, it allows us to now to invest behind some serious growth again. And like you rightfully alluded to, um, digital is one area where we, we really like to focus on. Uh, but we also are, are, very, are still very excited and extremely bullish on, on traditional trade as well. 
Um, I think post in October, we saw that the pickup happened. Diwali, there was a little bit of a drop, but again, this month we're seeing that pickup again. And I think it's, I think it's a lot driven by sentiment. People are going out again. People are going to shop again from the stores uh, and that creates a lot of excitement. So for us, it'll be an omni-channel push in terms of, except for the Horeca segment, I think we'll still be, we'll still be, at least we'll be cautious. We may not push anything there right now, but everywhere else we see, you know, a, a lot of push. And our, our target for FY22, uh, which will be year-ended March 22, is, is 200 crores is, is the top line we're projecting. All right. We'll wait and watch as to how you clock these kind of numbers and what will be uh, the kind of strategies that you put in place to achieve this kind of growth. On that note, uh, Rohan, many thanks for joining us. It's always a pleasure speaking with you. Thank you so much for being a part of Daily Dispatch. Well, that's all the time we had on this show today. Goodbye and many thanks for watching. I'll see you tomorrow at 5 p.m. Don't forget to log in. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter and YouTube. Just look for your story or log in to yourstory.com. Thanks for listening to Daily Dispatch by Your Story.